When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 450th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my lamentable co-host, the fluffiest whimsicott. I don't know what there is to whine about, but whatever. Yes. Uh, And then, of course, Linian. I don't know what there is to whine about, but I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. The, the Royal We, by the way. The Royal We. Uh, so, uh, because it's mostly just me. Uh, but we talk everything here, Pokemon, from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between, whether that be uh, Pokemon Conquest as per the usual or... Uh, <laughs> Or, or even uh, my Pokemon Ranch. Remember that? That was a thing. Yeah, I, I um, know it I, exists. I'm, I'm just waiting for you to break out the Band of Thieves and 1,000 Pokemon. That no, because that only in. came out in Japan, and it was weird, and it wasn't fun. The, the thing that I really so like, I learned this week, by the way, that Pokemon Box is absurdly expensive. Uh, because I was like, you know what? I'm a Pokemon fan. I'm a collector, right? That's like the one thing missing from my collection. Also Pokemon channel, but is it really missing? And so uh, I, I was w- I was just looking into it. I'm like, well, how much would it cost to like go get me a copy of Pokemon Box for my GameCube, right? Pokemon Box Ruby and Sapphire. And the answer the answer is roughly a thousand dollars. What? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the lowest price I could. I think I found something for like nine hundred. But like, yeah, it's absurd. If you want like that the That's insane. Yeah, if you want an inbox it's like 3 to 4 grand. Wow. It's just because it was so limitly lim- like the release in the US was so limited. Mhm. Small printing. Yeah, it was just such a small run that like so many of them just don't exist anymore. Amazing. Yeah, it's uh so uh at some point I might I might do it. We'll see how how desperate we get. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, there we go. That way I can justify it as a business expense. If we get one subscriber, we'll buy. <laughs> we'll we'll spend a thousand dollars on Pokemon Box Ruby and Sapphire for GameCube. Then you have to actually play it on YouTube. You're aware, right? Absolutely. I'll, I'll unbox it and like talk about my. I'll I'll like screen grab me clicking the buy button on eBay. Like that's <laughs> it'll be a journey. Uh, it, it'll be a journey. It it's gonna be a time. Mr. Beast, eat your heart out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna buy. We're gonna buy Pokemon Box, and then we're gonna watch as watch as Thatch takes all of his Game Boy games and like uploads the Pokemon to them to put them on one safe. 
it's it'll be a time pokemon yeah i didn't realize how expensive it was a few years ago i don't think it was that expensive but it's definitely risen in price a lot of, a lot of the old pokemon games i've been out of the market for used pokemon games because you know i just don't sell them and i own them right Mm-mm. and so i was looking into it recently because people were talking about like buying black and white too and all this other stuff and they're like yeah it's like this much for the cart and i'm like huh I don't remember it being that expensive, maybe like 50 bucks, but I don't remember it being that expensive. Yeah. And, and I've looked into it. All of the DS games have just like shot through the roof. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, oh, uh, Cold Soul Silver, you can probably pick up. Well, I think any DS game at this point uh, you pick up for like 90 bucks. Wow. It's like 90 bucks. It's it's crazy. Like, it's absurdly expensive now. I I really hope that Nintendo tries to do something to remedy that. Uh, I would be really, well, not Nintendo, but TPCI, I should say, does something to remedy that. Mm-hmm. It would be really cool to see some kind of, like, collection on the virtual console at some point, or yeah. the eShop. The virtual console doesn't exist anymore, but it'd be really cool to see something. But it's really hard to do the DS translation to the Switch, so I understand that mm-hmm. being an issue. But even that, like, 3DS still kind of exists. Like, throw it up on the 3DS eShop randomly, you know? It, it can't yeah. be that hard to put, like, DS well, titles up. Except um, the eShop is Like, it's... It, it did shut down in a couple countries. The 3DS yeah. shop shut down in a couple countries. That's true. And it's not shut down in some countries, but it's like now you can only pay with uh, like Nintendo cards instead of yeah. credit card mm-hmm. or PayPal. Mm-hmm. It's slowly winding down. Uh, yeah, as it should. Um, the only thing I really I'm like because that's a lot of games that are just going to be like poof. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I like the eShop as a concept just because it kind of like kept all of their content evergreen. I understand with it, it might not be worth it to an extent for them, but I don't know. Like if you left the lights on over there, I don't know how much like server maintenance is. So that is uh, uninitiated. Maybe somebody's an IT guy listing. Let me know how much server maintenance is you think for eShop. And I I mean, but I, I could see like the trickle in from just like money being able to pay that or pay for that and probably a little bit more just for having like the games up for download because that that's a good way to maintain the uh maintain like the 3ds games prices and not make them go crazy wild Mm-mm. because i'm thinking of like x and y and like sun well sun and moon probably won't have the same demand in my opinion but uh <laughs> but like but like x and y x and y like i could see those games like following the same fate as like Harkold soul silver and black and white too and like shooting up to ninety, ninety, a hundred dollars for a cart. I mean, the question is just if that's something that they consider a Worthwhile. priority yeah. or yeah. a value. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, our used games cost a lot. So, <laughs> well, so they they so they've kind of fought against that in the past a little bit. So, like uh, the example I want to use is the Wii U, mm-hmm. which you know me and like three other people own. But what they did was um, Metroid Prime Trilogy. That game like is crazy expensive on the used market. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to go buy it for the Wii, it's like uh, I think it's like a hundred some dollars or something. So what they did is they re-released it on the Wii U on the Virtual Console, mm-hmm. and it, they made it like twenty bucks. Oh, yeah. I mean that's why Xenoblade was re-released as many times as it was. Xenoblade. I just feel I feel like Xenoblade is just one of those games that like it, it's it's like Skyrim for Nintendo, but the difference is I like every time it comes out, I'm like, huh, maybe this will be the time I play it, and then See, I don't. I- <laughs> I bought it right before they announced the whole, like, updates and re-release things. Yeah. And at the time, it was going for, like, $50, $60 for used copy. Yeah, yeah, no, Xenoblade, Xenoblade's, like, a cult classic. That's the difference. Like, I think the same the mm. same would go for a lot of GameCube games. Like, the, the big ones I'm thinking about, like, this is in the used game market are just, like, um, like Path of Radiance. Mm-hmm. 
and even even Pokemon Coliseum and XD right now, I think as well. I think those have started to go up. And I mean, some of these some of these discs are worth like 150, 200 bucks now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just insane. It, it's insane to think about it like that. And that's just because there's no way to replay them. Mm-hmm. The, Nintendo, it's literally leaving money on the table, in my opinion. Like you could just come up with a way to emulate GameCube. Boom! Nintendo is going to be swimming in money. Like up to the like, we don't don't even need new games. Just release GameCube games. <laughs> just release GameCube games. That's all we want. That's all we want. But yeah, uh, that that wasn't a very Pokemon thing that I did this week. But um, I've been I've been prepping for the next Nuzlocke for the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Well, because like what I like to do one one that that's kind of part of this because I was looking into like Harkold's silver prices online um, because we, we're obviously like getting close to the end of the Fire Red run. Mm-mm. And so there's well first if you're a fan of that by the way um what I'm going to do because we're in a nuzlocke in a version that's not that's prior to gen 6 so there is grinding involved before the elite 4 <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided instead of like making that like stupid boring like me hanging out with somebody for like 2 hours while we grind um instead of doing that I've decided that I want to do that on Twitch for like the YouTube uh nuzlocke Mhm I want to do that on Twitch, so like, stay tuned for when that'll happen. But that'll happen probably on a Tuesday in the next week or two. Um, we'll just like pop in on Twitch with the uh, with the Nuzlocke and just to do some grinding, and then we'll stop before we're ready for the Elite Four, and then we'll post the VOD obviously to YouTube. So there's like still that continuity. But I just wanted to do that on Twitch because then like my partner is the Twitch chat, you know, instead of one mm-hmm. of you guys. And then we're gonna jump into like Heart Gold Soul Silver. So like I I've been playing. Uh, I started just playing through Soul Silver again, just so I can remember where all of the Pokemon are <laughs> and what our options are, so that I can. Because that's how I did uh, the Fire Red one. Fun fact: I did a playthrough of Leaf Green on my own prior to it. Isn't it isn't it just easier to pull up Cerebi or something? So so I so like you can do that. I just like having that knowledge in my head. That's fair. That's fair. I like I like having that to pull from, and like those aren't bad games to play. And it's not like it's not like oh man, I'm know. forcing myself to play Soul Silver. No, I want to play Soul Silver. Like that's what's happening. Um, of course. Yeah, like like it's not like oh man, I've got to play this Pokemon game. I hate Pokemon. Says the guy running a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's not that's not happening. I I've just been doing that because like I for the next Nuzlocke, I want to do that. Um, so we'll actually. Get, I don't know how we're going to choose a starter. I kind of just want to do a poll. And then see how we do it from the, like maybe like a Twitter poll or something. And then the other thing I want to start that I meant to do with this run, but I never got off the ground was I really want to do a Twitch Nuzlocke at the same time in the opposite version. Ooh. Huh. So like we have the YouTube Nuzlocke going, but at the same time you can come in to Twitch on Tuesdays and you can play a Nuzlocke in the same game essentially uh, and make changes. And uh, the last time we did it, we did it for the charity stream. Mm hmm. And it went over very well. It was so much fun. I, I think part of it was the charity stream, but it was also just very fun um, getting everybody together for that. And like we got, I mean, there's a lot of memes, a lot of jokes. And so I, I really like Mm-mm-mm. keeping those kind of things like into the Twitch one. Yeah. <laughs> that way the community can get even more hyped over it. So uh, uh, yeah, on that note, though, I would ask you guys what we're doing, but you let me talk for too long. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to kick it on over to the news. Listen 
Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. The news today is actually really kind of light. So first of all, if you're playing, if you're listening right now, it's already over. There's a shiny Boilord event in uh, Sword and Shield right now for raids. So that's something. Mm-hmm. You know what made that better? They bring the the Waylord back to Isle of Armor. That'd be cool. Yes. Just let him. I I I'm disappointed that it's gone because like it's just like a really cool set piece. I'm gonna yeah. be completely honest. When you said it would leave if I touched it, I just yeah. never touched it. So yeah, I'm it. disappointed. I thought it would come back. <laughs> Yeah, that, I thought that it would make sense, right? I'm I'm disappointed that it doesn't come that didn't come back. I'm very disappointed. If mm. I knew I wouldn't have touched it. Yeah, I wouldn't have touched it either. I would love for it just to come back and like like once a month or something. Don't even have to do anything crazy. Yeah. Like, it should come back like I don't know, maybe not once a month, but once every three months. I I just hope it comes. Well, if it's every three months, we we could that could still be a thing. I, I'm doubtful I, though. I doubt it. I mean if if anything, they would have made it once a month. But in terrifyingly, um, in terrifying news, I don't know if this is good news or bad news. One, the trading card game has just implemented its own version of max raid battles. <laughs> I can't um, even. Well, okay, so what's even worse is like the execution of it is even worse. Like you would think, oh man, they're doing it to sell product, right? Mm-hmm. They aren't nope. selling product. It is all oh. you go to Pokemon.com and it's like a print off. Mm-hmm. of like the raid bosses and everything it's really weird and like you have to like use a random number generator on their website to like have the raid boss pick the attack and who it's gonna hit and it's uh it's very weird i'm so sorry that you can't see my face right now i am the embodiment of just being perplexed yeah it, it's weird and dumb they stole this from magic the gathering but they only tried it once back in 2014. They had this thing where they were giving out this card called Garuk the Slayer, and it was a it was itself as powerful as a deck. So one person would play this one card against multiple people trying to play against them. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very fun, and it was kind of a mistake, and they never did it again. And it looks like Pokemon saw that and went, what if we made that worse? <laughs> it, I was just really surprised because like, I get the emails from like the press releases and everything. And like I got that I got that email and I was like, what are we talking about and why? Why is this happening? And it uh, it is just straight up like I I don't even know how to explain it. I just can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't explain it whatsoever. It's just it's very weird and dumb. <laughs> it's just very dumb. We let the playtesters work from home and they came up with this and no one knew how to say no. And what's worse is you still need like three friends to play it with you and you, they're just like, do it in person. And it's just like, who are we playing with? Who are we playing with? Like, it's it's just such a weird thing that we didn't need. It's it's like when they tried to do double battles in TCG for a hot minute. That was a thing for uh. like, that was a thing before like, um, like the official circuit started and everything. It was, mm. it was like right after TPCI like reclaimed the TCG. Mm. They're just like, yeah, we have double battles now. And it was uh, just as horrible as you think. <laughs> it was, it was just, it did not work out. I bet. Yeah. But it was a, it was a double battle rule and it was very weird. It, like you could play with like, you could do like four people like matches to that way too. Like you'd have two people yeah. partner up. It was, it was mm-hmm. just, it was a time. Two, two headed giant basically. Yeah. Um, two-headed legendary i guess yeah it was weird i mean they they definitely found uh they definitely found out like how to do it 
like how to fix the Pokemon trading card game and make it its own thing. But I feel like they're just trying to push too hard. Like it would have been this would have honestly be better as product. Mm-hmm. I, I would yeah. love it as product. I think it's a very cute idea for product. And you could just like put it out. But the, the way they're doing it is just like, but why? <laughs> but why? I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing, Papa Nintendo? Well, I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing either. I think they're just like, let's let's make people want to still play the TCG, even though we have no in real person events. Yeah. Um, which is the only way we sell it. <laughs> All right. So the next one is uh, the video game, the video game battling news uh, that Winsicott's got. Yeah, I do. They have announced the next online competition. It's called Armor Beginnings. It's a single battle event where players can only use Pokemon in the Isle of Armor Pokedex. Registration is open until July the 23rd, and the event runs on the weekend, July 24th to July 26th. Everyone who participates receives 50 battle points. I like these metas. I like these limited metas. Yeah. That's probably the thing that I'm most sad about with like the lack of a national dex, is that we can no longer have all of these fun metas. Yeah. Because that was like the one thing they did a lot of in Sun, Sun and Moon. It'd be like, yeah, if your Pokemon's classified as green, blue, and purple in the Pokedex, you can use them this time. Yeah. And it's just like, I want stuff like that. And the thing is, you can't do it when you have a limited number. Exactly. Uh, what I like about this is that while it's limited to the Isle of Armor decks, it's not stuff that was new to the Isle of Armor. Yeah, there's still some old stuff. Mm-mm. Or old, yeah. in quotes. So if you uh, have, you know, a team of other things, you can still play without buying the DLC. Cool. Yeah, and even then, the thing that I liked most that they've handled well in this DLC is that you can still, like, invite people to your raids, mm-hmm. your Isle of Armor raids. Like, I like somebody who doesn't have the DLC can still jump in to my Scissor raid, for example. And that, that's something that I think is uh, often overlooked. I don't know. I think it's a really cool way to handle it. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. I, I think... It almost adds in the Pokemon through raids, as should have been the case (laughs) the entire time, but it's really cool. The thing that really befuddles me beyond anything else is that VGC, like, rotated this this month, right? And they just started allowing the Swords of Justice, and you you can't catch them in this gen. Uh, Well, not yet. so weird. Not yet. You can get them. You'll probably be able to get them in Crown Tundra, but... It's just very weird that they're in the game and they're just like, ah, uh, yeah, they're legal now, yeah, but just, just you it. can't get them. It's just it's it, so it, strange. It's weird. I yeah, uh, I honestly think like the more and more that these things happen, the more and more I just believe Dexit was a scramble move, and mm-hmm. like it's honestly the way I feel about a lot of it. It's just like Dexit was a scramble move, one hundred percent. They're just trying to uh, they're just trying to cover. Um, especially with like the Crown Tundra leaks for the Pokedex that we got as well, but that we that that's for another day. <laughs> that's for another day. Anyway, I guess we get to go to Pokemon Go now, right? Like, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, it's Pokemon Go time. Yeah, uh-huh, fantastic. Uh, Pokemon Go Fest leading week, uh, week three. That started. It's got to focus on friendship and runs until the twenty second. Yep. So like the middle of the week. Hope you're listening to this on Monday for that to be relevant. I I don't know. Do you, I don't know what our numbers show that it's mostly on Monday. People listen yeah. on Monday and Tuesday, and then there's a random bump on Friday. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, time to research. Introducing Petalil and Alolan Raichu uh, is going on. 
summer-themed Pokemon in the egg in Eggs and Wild, uh, including Bellsprout, the most summery of Pokemon. Can't think of Bellsprout without thinking of summer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's a flower, kind of. It's kind of a flower. Uh, additional special spawns during GoFest if one million players complete it for each team. Yay. I don't know how it's been going so far, and I haven't been playing. I'm going to be completely honest. My conspiracy theory is that they're just trying to have this be a uh, use have people use the the team switch to like slowly even it out so it's not quite as a hundred percent one team as it's been for the past little bit. Uh, it's been better, I think. It's it it shifted uh, recently. Um, it went from like blue team being like the biggest one, and then it shifted to yellow team for a little bit. It's it it's a weird it's a weird distribution. There was never a gym that wasn't blue at my university campus ever. <laughs> blue was the most popular for like the longest time and that's honestly oh, no, because- talking about last week uh like- <laughs> but but and i mean it's still it's still possible that you have like pockets of that still obviously but then i think you have people who um who are joining up later and they're realizing oh yellow's the underdog and then boom it's now no longer the underdog it's a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because and- we are trendsetters yes yeah yes uh that that is the word it it's just interesting. You know, the the coin is literally I think it literally exists because you went you went and you joined a team before you, and then you met friends who were a different color team and you're just like, "Oh, man." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why it exists. It's so when sublime oh, and it inevitably changes his mind. Like, <laughs> come back. Uh speaking of Niantic, uh I didn't, but bring Niantic makes Pokémon Go. They started ro- ro- rolling out a remote raiding with friends. Um where you can invite up to like 5 friends regardless of distance, to a raid near you, which is the way that Pokemon Go should be played. Mm-mm. And in my opinion, this should have happened from day one, but whatever. And currently, I think it's, I think it's, uh, P. McGee has it written as level 40 players, but I think it's been lowered already. Yeah, to 35, mm. because I yeah, got it. it's down to 35. And I'm yeah. 35. Yeah, so we can, we can invite now, so it, it's much better. So it, it's really cool. I'm happy with the feature. I wish my friends would stop blowing up my text messages. Mm-hmm. about it but that's fine uh <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fine hi mark hi ryan uh and so hi leave him alone <laughs> not uh. leave me alone we just have like we have like a group text of with like all the people that play pokemon together coincidentally we also all play dnt together so so it works out but it's uh it's a time uh i guess there's a couple more things and i'll let you read them Whimsicott. yeah okay so- they're so exciting Right? Apparently, if you have a Samsung phone, you just log into Pokemon Go and get a special outfit. Cannot verify. Wow. I tried it. I have a Samsung phone. Maybe it's not implemented yet. I don't know. Mm. And then, if you have an Ultra Buddy, now, in the lead-up to the Pokemon Go Fest, it can find you a rare Pikachu visor. None of that's exciting. Right? Uh, <laughs> um, n- that, nothing, none of that's exciting. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's Pokemon Go for you, though, and that's the that's the news this week, because we are running out of things to talk about, says Pokemon. We just had that Pokemon mm-hmm. Unite ca- game come out, and we were hoping people would still talk about it. Ugh. And they are. They are, it's not, just not positively. Um, any press I mean, is good press. Um, they're, they're talking about it for the right reasons, which are not the reasons the Pokemon company wants you to talk yes, about it for. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
but yeah, uh, this is a good place to swap it over, though. Um, so that's the news. We are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz now, where we are going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Today, Wibzicott and Lenny are going to be operating as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions provided for, by you on our Discord server. Um, you have to go to Discord and go to the hashtag trivia submissions channel, and you can submit your trivia questions there. And uh, one of our helpers, whoever that is at this point, I don't know, uh, Ribby is unfortunately going back to school. Well, I guess fortunately for him, he's going back to school. And he's got like he took like an insane number of credit hours, like twenty seven. It's ridiculous. I love you, Ruby, but why? Yeah, yeah. Ruby, <laughs> Ruby, come on, man. Uh, he was also playing his uh, support druid in our D and D group, and now he's gone. So um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> Laughs nervously in meat shield. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yes, that is uh, that is where we are with that. Uh, so today uh, we have P. McGee back up bringing us trivia questions. Um, we'll probably start poking at people in the trivia se- section. If you want to put together, curate trivia questions for us, we're all for it. Uh, reach out to us. Just send me a DM or something. Poke me, like on Facebook. But yes, uh, five questions, each worth one point apiece, except for the one that's not. That's the correct answer, right? Um, and so, except for the one that's not, if you want to, uh, you can just uh, jump into whatever there. Um, but yes, we are going to go into it. And uh, they do have a hint they can use as a lifeline if they get all the questions correct. Without the hint, they can get seven points today. Um, they're in a race to see who can get to 31st, which is probably going to be Whimsicott because she has 27 right now. Um, and so uh, let's go ahead and jump right on into it, though. Our you first can. question is from... You can't. Wait, you can. Oh, yeah, I can't because if if she wins, she gets a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com, which they don't have in Italy. Yeah. Fun fact. And then second, if you are if your question is read uh, in the trivia segment, you can also get a $20 credit to AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all of your anime needs. So I guess that's going to happen. We're going to have to do that raffle next week. We'll announce the winner next week. So without further ado, let's jump right on into it. Our first question is from that one boy you know. Not counting regional variants, which region has the most Pokemon with multiple forms? Ooh. Hmm. Gender differences don't count. Okay. Multiple forms. Would they count if it's like Meowstic? Yeah. No, that's a gender difference, though. It's kind of a form, though. It's a form, though. But it's a form. Okay, okay, fair. It doesn't affect the answer. I'll give you that one for free, so. Okay, so. It's um, not Gen 1. No. It's not Gen 2. No. 3. No. Probably not Five. Five is quite a bit because there's technically Curum, the Genies, Keldeo, uh, Mileta. Oh right. Five. Do the Arceus forms count individually? Oh, well, but the, uh... the the question is not which generation has the most forms because otherwise you have to count unknown. For Gen 2, yeah, and Gen 2 I, wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you have to count Spinda, 
<laughs> and then Gen 3 wins. Okay, then Gen 3 wins. Uh, the question is, which generation has the most Pokemon that have different forms? So 5 has all of those. Does it yeah. have anything in the... Uh, I guess it has Darmanitan in the normal yeah. ones as well. So that's 5. That's quite a lot. Um, then we have... Let's go backwards because this has become more and more frequent. <laughs> so, Gen 8 has um, technically, technically Cramorant, technically more Pol- Pecco. And Poltegeist, technically. Mm-hmm. And Polte- and Sinisty. Uh, um, so that would be four. That would be four, but I think that's also kind of... Uh, oh, Zacian, Zamazenta, and I guess kind of Eternatus makes seven. Yeah, I, I, yeah I suppose. If you count it as if it's not, it, yeah. It is, yeah, it is technically a form, so that's seven. Generation seven has um, Necrozma, Necrozma, Oricorio, Meteor, technically. Yep. And um, Lycanroc. Yes. Going through the decks in my head, uh, Sylvali. Yes. I'm gonna need an answer, guys. Uh, oh shoot. You literally yeah, have a one out of eight five, chance though. shooting in the dark. I think we say five, I think. Um, I think we went over counting for Gen 8, though. Okay. So it's one of those two. I just don't know which one. I'm going to say that the, the question, the meta here, is that they want us to not think of just the newest one, so I say five. Um, I suppose. But I will leave it to you. I don't know. I... Again, if all the ones you mentioned count, then Gen 8 I wins, need an answer. Like 7 to 5. Okay, Gen 8. We'll say Gen 8. Uh, mm-hmm. Gen 8 is incorrect. The answer is Gen 5. Um, oh. You have Basculin, Darmanitan, oh. Deerling, Sawsbuck, oh, Tornadus, Thunderous, Landorus, Kyurem, Keldeo, and Meloetta. Okay, mm. so we forgot uh, the deer. You forgot the deer. You forgot the deer. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> the Pokemon... Okay. I don't know how they're ever going to handle Deerling again. I don't like how they handle Deerling in general. Like, I think Jen's... The answer so far is no. Yeah. All right. So, that's... Uh, their answer with Pokemon of multiple forms so far has just been kind of like, ah, let's not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's just not do that if we can't, because models are hard. Yeah. <laughs> So, next question, I guess we'll do uh, from Enharmonia. Excluding event distribution, what is the only Generation 1 move that is still exclusive to a single Pokemon? Hmm. Wow. Uh, excluding event distributions. Uh, can you think of anything else that gets Kinesis? No. Um, no, I can't. Single Pokemon, not a line. Ooh, oh, okay. single Pokemon. Huh. Hmm. Um, does, does Mewtwo get something weird? Uh, well, I don't think you're going to get this Psystrike, one. This one's hard. That's not Psystrike, but that one doesn't didn't come until way too long. Okay. And it was a move introduced in Gen 1, right? It wasn't yes. like mm-hmm. I'm talking Dragon Hammer. Okay, so uh, well, something about the Executor-Executor line? No, because does anything? No, because other things get barrage now. Okay, and egg bomb too. 
Well, Chansey. Okay. Um, who? Porygon line gets. Uh, you do have the hint. We Let's, do. You know what? We're not going to get that point. Let's just cash the hint in. I'm, this is a uh, this is a dual type Pokemon that got a baby form in Generation Two. Okay. I guess I won't ask you what the move is, but oh, is it Lovely Kiss? Maybe, but then it's a single Pokemon, and the entire line gets it. So I don't think how, no, because I don't think Smoochum gets Lovely Kiss. I think it's just Jinx. Uh, Smoochum does get the kiss moves. It gets at least Sweet Kiss, I think. Well, that's the thing. Sweet Kiss has always been widely distributed. I don't know about... Exactly. So maybe it is Lovely Kiss. Um, well, what other what other dual types got babies? Because I can't think of anything that Jigglypuff has that's... Uh... Okay, so technically Jigglypuff is a dual type, yes. But um, I don't think Jigglypuff has any exclusive moves. So yeah, maybe maybe we can go with Lovely Kiss. Um, I I can't think of anything else, so I'll I'll go Me with Lovely neither. Kiss. A lovely Kiss is correct. Huh. Um, Lovely Kiss on Jinx is the uh, uh, it's the only Pokemon that can learn it. It was technically in the game data for Smoochum in Generation Two as an Egg move, but there is no way to obtain it. Oh, uh, and as such, it's actually been removed from Smoochum's move pool afterwards. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. So there you go. You're That's one for trivia. two. You still have uh, a couple more points there you need, Whimsicott. Yeah. Um, so this next one is your Pokedex entry, as always. And this next right, one I'll is... I'll pull up the random number generator. Is, this one is from Rymurf. It's Pokemon Shield entry states, Scales shed by this Pokemon have such a splendorous gleam to them that, they, that they've been given to royalty as gifts. Who's that Pokemon? I apologize. Scales shed by this Pokemon have such splendorous gleam to them that they've been given to royalty as gifts. Who's that Pokemon? Sounds like Milotic. It sounds like Milotic, or it sounds like uh, Kingdra because of the dragon scale. Mm, and also Kings. That's such yeah. a good point. But I think I like Milotic more. I th- Me uh, too, and I know the- because it has more colors. And because the whole thing is about is about it being beautiful, so Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. Also, also, wait. Um, technically, Kingdra is not in the Shield Pokedex; it's just in the Isle of Armor Pokedex. No, I, I think it, I think people are combining those, though. Okay, yeah. fine, fine. Um, uh, I'm still I'm still leaning towards Milotic. I I think that would make sense. I'm I'm gonna go with Milotic. Yeah, let's go with that. Melodic is unfortunately incorrect. The answer <laughs> is going to kill you. Is Kingdra? Is it Kingdra? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> the answer is going to kill you. Uh, I'm just trying to choose names that haven't been like on the show. Like I'm trying to like get those entries in. I apologize. Well, you've got another week at least. So, so our next one is going to be from Bilingual. Both question options that he gave me are from him. so so uh these all actually have uh, enough uh enough that you can get three points here to uh to really wiggle you guys out of some trouble because you're one for three right now um so we can get we can get to four for four um like the wendy special (laughs) and so like i know what that is uh it's a four for four you get a you get a soda a uh, sandwich four piece nugget and fries 
Four dollars. The obesity crisis. Four things for four dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it still comes out to like a, a gross amount of calories because even like the sandwiches are small. But I don't know how they do it. But they somehow pack twelve hundred calories in there. I mean, mostly the soft drink. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably bread and the salsa, the sauce, whatever you call it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. We'll take you Condiments. to Wendy's next time. That's what you call them. Uh, all right. So next one. Next. This one has. Uh, there are five answers. I just need. I. I only need three. One for. One per point. Um, okay. What five non-poisoning type, non-poison type damaging attacks can poison the opponent? Twin needle. Wait. He said non-damaging. No. 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 Uh, non-poison type damaging. They are damaging. Okay, non-poison type. Yes, okay, so yes. Twin, twin needle. needle is correct. I'm going to give you uh, two strikes and then you're out. Well, two strike, three strikes and then you're out, I guess is the name of the game, but yeah. Um, um, is, is there something um, with, like, nature power when you're in a certain terrain or something? I mean, we have two strikes. I say we say it. Okay, nature power. Uh, not nature power, unfortunately, no. Okay. Um, Toxic Orb Fling, would that count, Wims? That does count. That is two. Oh, cool. Need one more. Um, um, can Butterfree poison with its max move? Yes. Yeah, then G-Max Befuddle. That is correct. That is three points. The other three that you, the other two you're missing were Secret Power. It can do that when it's in the oh. grass. Oh, that's, um, that's what, that's what, that's what. And I the about. other one is G-Max Stun Shock. Right, because that. That's yeah. uh, poison or paralyze. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you guys are four for four now. When's the cut cross the finish okay. line? <laughs> okay. We did that. Now we just need an extra point for Linia. All <laughs> right. Leaderboard. Question yeah. number five. Uh, we can. Okay, I'll let you guys pick. Do you want HDM two thousand or P McGee? Uh, well, <laughs> we, P McGee we... has no mercy. I'll take my chances. <laughs> I think you chose wrong, but okay. Oh, no. This is from HDM2000. What not fully evolved Pokemon has the highest base speed? Not fully evolved Pokemon highest base speed. So Voltorb comes to mind. It's pretty fast. Mm. Um, I, I can't think of anything I faster. Going down the line here. Um... So that one, that one, that one. Mm, does it no. does it mean so not fully evolved wouldn't count single stagers, right? No. Not gonna be no, those are those are no. technically evolved. Those are all mm-hmm. fully evolved. Oh, okay. Yes, right. Okay, cool. Um so what's something stupid fast that is stupid fast when it's tiny? <laughs> That's uh, a good thought want- process. <laughs> so Rebombi is really fast. I don't think Cutiefly is faster than Voltorb. What is Voltorb's base speed? Do you know, Linian? North of a hundred. North of a hundred. Okay, that's a lot. That's a bar. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that Voltorb's base speed is either if it's not one hundred, it's like one oh five. But yeah. We okay. have to be beating 100 for it to be relevant. Okay. With an unevolved Pokemon, that's mm-hmm. a lot. So uh, I can't think of anything that got an evolution afterwards that was that fast. Because, like, Electabuzz is not that fast. No, it's not. It's base 95, I found out. 
Voltorb? Mm, thank you. No, 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 no. Uh, Electabuzz. This one? Electabuzz. Oh, okay. I found that out because we were using it. We used him in the Nuzlocke. Well, and I was like, wow, he's speedy. And then I realized he had a decent base speed. Yeah. You know what? I just realized Galarian Lanoon now counts. Ooh. And it has a base 100 as well. So unless it's a tie. Ooh. Right. I am um, going to need an answer. I, I think Voltorb may edge it out. I trust you. Um, I'll, I'll say Voltorb. <laughs> Voltorb is incorrect. The answer is Sneasel. Oh, Sneasel right. has a base 115 speed. Voltorb has a base 100. Oh. Oh. Sneasel, yeah, it was It was a Gen 2 Pokemon that I got an evolution afterwards. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think of Sneasel. Sneasel. I thought Sneasel had a 95. No, Sneasel's a speedy guy. <laughs> he can't do anything else. Um, he can, he can go fast. He'll, he'll tap you on the shoulder real fast. Yeah. <laughs> he won't do much else. I used one in draft. I really should have known that one. <laughs> Sneasel yeah. is, uh, Sneasel's there otherwise. Um, but yes, that is, uh, that gives you guys four points today. So that crosses the finish line for Whimsicott and resets the leaderboard. Currently in first place, we have Linian with four points. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. <laughs> That was uh, easy. <laughs> yay! And then, like I said, next week we will announce the winner of that $20 credit to AnimeGravy.com. All right. On that note, though, guys, we are going to kick it on over to the topic after Future Me reads you a uh, reads you an iTunes review. We will kick it on over, though, to the topic. Hi, Future Touch. This week we have a review from CastBox from IronWalk75. Absolutely amazing podcast. Great balance of all aspects of Pokemon. Amazing hosts and varying co-hosts. Well made. Absolutely my favorite podcast of all time. Well, thank you for that. If you too have a review for the podcast, drop it wherever you listen to it. iTunes, CastBox, wherever you want. And we definitely read it and we definitely appreciate all of that and it helps people find the show. So let's keep on growing together. But until then, let's kick it on over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be how age influences our perception of Pokemon, question mark. <laughs> we'll come up with a better title for the episode. Be a, yeah, when this is published, it'll have a better title. I'm absolutely certain of that. <laughs> but our diving board today is going to be that. The idea is the three of us, were all born. We're actually pretty well spaced out in terms of ages. Mm-mm. And so we all have different perceptions <laughs> of the franchise. You can say how old I am. I say it all the time. I'm not young. It depends on who you talk to. <laughs> Let's give the people some numbers. I have like nine years on you, and you have like how many years on Linear? Probably seven. Eight? Seven? Yeah. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Seven. Probably seven. Yeah. I think you're about the same age as my brother. That gives me no information, so sure. <laughs> 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 i have a brother that i never talk about on the show well i think i do literally just to say i'd never talk about him on the show <laughs> i have a much younger brother we have a we have a seven year age gap he was born in uh, 1997 i was born in 1991 okay so yeah seven years then but he was born at like right at the end of 1997 so it's a weird thing it's one of those mm. things where like you have a brother but like do you really have a brother because you're seven years apart I have one sibling. This is not something that I connect with. <laughs> I have one sibling. We get along because we have the same parents. Like, we're stuck in that, like, familial <laughs> group together. So, like, that's why we interact with each other. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, that that's our connection. Is like, yeah. yes, we share a gene pool. Yes. 
And that, that's kind of like the extent of where we go. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon, though, is th- something that's uh, probably different. Because, one, I was definitely like Target Demo when it came out in 1998 in the U.S. By far. They wanted kids that were like 8 to 12, you know, to jump in and like play Pokemon. And I was 8 when it came out. I remember very vividly. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon was the second video game I ever purchased or ever had in my like the first game I had was um you can buy this on the eShop by the way on the 3DS and I did mostly because I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I am somehow Pokemon a red- fan. Yes. Uh <laughs> I'm a 90s kid so like I I write BuzzFeed articles that only reference Rugrats and stuff. Mm-hmm. I bought um it was Super Mario Brothers Deluxe for the mm-hmm. Game Boy Color. And that's not, it's on the eShop on the 3DS, so I bought it. Like, my first video game of all time is, like, best video game of, like, 1983. <laughs> 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 and then the next game I got was Pokemon Blue, back when you still bought video games based on the uh, cover art. Yeah. Uh, because that's how I did it. Because, like, my parents were like, yeah, we'll buy another game. And, like, you go to the store and, like, you look at the art, you look at the cabinet with the games and they're just like, that one looks cool. Yeah. That turtle looks like he could punch someone in the face. In the face. Uh, yes. Maybe one day he'll, they'll put a wrist cannon on him and he'll punch somebody yeah. in the face. <laughs> that was exactly my thought process. <laughs> <laughs> the cover art for Red and Blue version was really cool, though. I, I will admit. It was very dynamic, especially it was the very red dynamic. one. Mm-hmm. I found out recently. I was looking into. Um, I was looking into why do they switch it to blue? Because what happened in Japan? For those of you unaware, it was uh, red and green came out. Obviously, like red and green, they had very poopy sprite art. Very poopy sprite art. It was not good. <laughs> it was not good, and there were like a lot of like we think of red and blue, and we're just like, yeah, those games had bugs, uh, and then it's just like imagine that, but more bugs. <laughs> You get uh, Pokemon Red and Green that it came out in 1996 in Japan. And so what they did is they went ahead and they fixed it. And they came out with the third version called Blue Version in Japan. They updated the sprites, tidied up the coding a little bit so it was a better experience overall. Mm-hmm. And so what we actually got here in the U.S. is we got Pokemon Blue, but with the the encounter tables of Red and Green. Yeah. Yes. That's what we got. And they switched it, I found out, to from uh, Green to Blue in the US because they thought it would sell better as a blue version instead of a green version because that's the color of the American flag. Fun wow. fact. Powerful. Wow. <laughs> that's <laughs> they might not have been wrong in the 1990s. So <laughs> I don't think they were. It's just impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thought process that I read is they switched it to blue version because of uh because of that thing that Whimsicott and I reference all the time between each other um in private. Dexit obviously really affected me, and the iTunes reviews will tell you that. We were talking about it, and I'm just like, well, I think I'm affected a bit more because I have Pokemon brain. And she's like, oh, haha, what a joke. And then I showed her a research paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a research paper. This this exists, by the way. This is like a 100% real, like, somebody got mm-hmm. funding to do this. They did CAT scans <laughs> of people who grew up playing Pokemon, and they took um, CAT scans of people who grew up not playing Pokemon. And there were different active, like, of consistent difference in uh, activations of brain regions. <laughs> if you grew up with Pokemon, your your brain is wired differently than somebody who didn't play Pokemon. Isn't that just amazing? Isn't that crazy? And so Whimsicott was obviously older. She was like a, in her late teens, early adulthood when the game came out, right? Yeah. And, and so yes. like she didn't have the opportunity to like get her brain rewired like mine. Exactly. Uh, all, the, all the rewiring that was done to my brain is that now whichever like fantasy setting we're in, I think the type chart of Pokemon applies to it. Yes. 
Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, of course Kakashi is going to win against something that uses a water chakra. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's an ancient red dragon. Grab a rock. <laughs> exactly. I don't think and... that's. I don't think that's wrong to think about, though. Be, mostly because I think Pokemon's inspired pop culture to that extent. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Who was I? I was watching somebody because, like, if you watch, uh, if you look at just like the history of like Saturday morning cartoons, uh, mm-hmm. Rip, um, by the way, I miss you, Saturday morning cartoons. I feel it in my soul. But if you look at the history of Saturday morning cartoons and you look at what Saturday morning cartoons were pre and post 1998, you see the influence of Pokemon <laughs> hardcore. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the one thing that I feel bad about being a Pokemon fan for, because I made that happen, and there was some good stuff pre-1998, okay? <laughs> there was some good stuff. Like, Doug and Recess, and, like, a lot of that just got poof, because uh, what we ended up getting was just, like, a bunch of Pokemon clones. Like, I think I think a really good example of that is Mega Man NT Warrior, where there's, like, you gotta catch all the abilities, Mega Man. I love that you didn't even mention Digimon. <laughs> Digimon's different. I think Digimon's because Digimon was one of those things. I don't think it was uh, purely a copycat of Pokemon. Digimon came out like in like the exact same year as Pokemon. Yeah, it came out in 1996. It was just like one of those like yeah, we both thought having monster pets was cool. Okay, okay. and they have some pretty big differences. Like Digimon has a good anime. Yes, a much better anime. Fair, fair. That was really good. They're doing another one right now, by the way. Um, it's oh. called, um, it's, it's Pokemon or not Pokemon Digimon adventures, 2020 there. It's like a retelling oh, no. of Digimon adventures. It's apparently really good. Cause like, they're not just yeah, retelling the story not, part for part know. and they're not retelling the story part for part. It's like a retelling a reimagining and like there's new scenes and stuff in it. It's crazy. But if you uh, call it Digimon adventures, 2020, <laughs> it just seems like it's going to go past apocalyptic real soon. I mean, it was Digimon. That was kind of the plot. Digimon Adventures in general went post-apocalyptic, so um, Mm. I I would even argue Digimon Tamers. Oh, Digimon Tamers was a nightmare fuel incarnate. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, okay, we're not a Digimon podcast yet, but... No, yet. yet. (laughs) But, like, you get a lot of stuff like that. Like, a lot of things like that popped up. Like, I think... I'm thinking of, like, all the shows that lasted, like, one or two seasons... Um, they just had like Pokemon vibes because they were just trying to cash in on like the gotta catch them all. The thing that really caught my eye was recently, more recently, I should say, is Yokai Watch. Because if you watch the Yokai Watch TV show, it's 100% like the feeling of a lot of those knockoff Pokemon shows. Mm. Like uh, another one's like Metabots. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where it's like you gotta catch all the parts to make your Metabot. Yeah. Uh, which is probably more inspired by like something like Robopon. But uh, that's a that's a different. Oh oh no, uh, Metabots is one hundred percent a Pokemon ripoff, especially yeah. if you go and play the game. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, not even close. <laughs> Pokemon did was they made cute Pokemon that tied into uh, that also tied into like a really good got to catch them all mechanic, and they actually had a well thought out list. Yes, I, I think that that has been and always will be Pokemon strength. Yes, they actually managed to like have a Pokemon. For everyone. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's the difference between Pokemon and pretty much anything else that's tried to come after it. Because like Digimon, they're just like, oh, they're all cool monsters. Um and then you've got uh you got other things, oh these are cool robots, you know, and it's just like, yeah, but you don't have like Psyduck. Yeah. 
There's exactly. no like Psyduck equivalent in any <laughs> of these. There's no room for like the dorky one. Yeah. 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 You don't have like dorky ones and you don't, cause you, you only made up 75 of them. Um, mm. and you tried to hide it by not giving them numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's the real answer. Like that's what they did. They just tried to hide it and not give them numbers. <laughs> wow. Whimsicott and I have had the discussion that all of my favorite Pokemon are the weird memes. And yeah, I don't like okay. them because they're memes. I just like them because it's like, you're a giant palm tree and you're a dragon. I love yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't mean to like go off on like the Saturday morning t- cartoon tangent. But <laughs> No, um, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. So you, you too have Pokemon brain. I just... Yes, you don't have Pokemon brain. No, yeah. I don't. I, I, just, I just think Akashi should win against flying types. But... Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> God. The oldest one here. I mean, I also, I also got into Pokemon not starting with the game. Yeah. Because actually, the the reason I like Pokemon is that. Uh, so I'm not even going to try and make it like, oh, I only watched cartoons when I was 17 because I have much younger siblings and I was like watching them in the afternoon after school. And they were watching. No, I was watching her too when I was seventeen. Yeah, and okay. I watch Power Rangers like now. Like I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> so he's a so physics doctor. This... He loves Power Rangers. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Power Rangers so has just was... got such a fun lore, but that's for a different day. <laughs> there was this commercial for this new sensation. Like everyone's talking about it, and I was like, okay, um, I'll mark it down, and we'll check it out when it comes on in our. Like we have, we don't have Saturday morning cartoons. We have afternoon cartoons in Italy. We had that like, too. Every afternoon on weekdays, you would get a container with several shows. That that's actually how Pokemon launched in the U.S. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't initially a Saturday morning cartoon. So uh, the network that had it was uh, the WB at the time. Mm-hmm. Now it's like the CW, but. They had they they had it and they did. Uh, I dug into this like way too far. By the way, there's a wiki for this uh, called like SaturdayMorningCartoons.wikia.com or something. It's nuts. Because <laughs> Sigma and I were like reminiscing one day. Um, wow. And so like there's a wiki for this and we we were digging into it. I'm just like, yeah. When did Pokemon like become a you know? When did it like really shift it right? Mm-mm. So we were looking into it and so Pokemon like started as just like the weekday cartoon. They just like dropped it into like their weekday schedule because one. You've got like 52 episodes in a season. Yeah. And so to actually get some out, you need to do weekday releases. Yeah. And then they got to the point where they they were doing just like reruns on the weekdays. And then like the new one would be on Saturday or two new ones would be on Saturday. Okay, gotcha. I didn't know that the CW was WB. I didn't know that the same. You didn't know? No, I didn't know that the same people who ruined Archie Comics introduced me to Pokemon. I didn't. That's why they like always had like the DC cartoons and stuff on the WB. I mean, it makes sense now. It's just um, yeah. the the same uh, the same company is also like in in was in leagues with uh, Cartoon Network. I don't know if they are anymore. Uh, uh, that's why that's that. why Pokemon left the WB and went to Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it went from Cartoon Network to Disney Plus because all hail Mickey Mouse. Oh um, goodness! Um, and now we're on Netflix where it belongs. Yeah, that's that's a bit better. This is a very good home for it. I'm okay with yes. Pokemon the anime <laughs> being on Netflix. It's a very good home for it. Yes. Also, Whimsicott, you should watch it. It's good. I probably will try. Yeah. Because honestly, everything I'm hearing about it 
I love, whereas you were all like, oh, you should watch the Alola one, and everything I was hearing about that, I was, I was not into. But anyway, mm. so <laughs> we start watching the cartoons, me and my baby siblings, and the first episode is like, yeah, okay, no, this is, this is kind of like, he's cute to the Pikachu when the Pikachu's in trouble, and then you see that ho-ho, and ooh, ooh what's, what's that going to be? That, that's kind of cool. And then, like, the next day, Team Rocket shows up, and I was done. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I fell in love. <laughs> like, I, I. Well, that I, the anime I, came I, out before the games in the U.S. too. It's one of those things where it's just like it happened so well, uh, and it was such a product yes. of its time as well that it because it was before the internet was proliferate, and so you didn't have people talking about like this really cool thing in Japan called mm-mm, Pokemon mm-mm. that you all knew about. Marketing was just great. Like, like I don't believe you'll ever have a band as successful as the Beatles. Mm-hmm. The Beatles, what they got to do is they got to spend two years in England, like figuring out which of their songs was good and which of them were bad. And then nobody in the U S knew about them. They come over to the U S in 1964 and they just like release like their best of we were when we were in the UK album called meet the Beatles. All of those songs start chart topping because they were all of the good ones. Yeah, it was essentially a great estate already. And so it's exactly 100% what's happened with Pokemon, I think. They, it was out yeah, in Japan. I mean, it got to work out the kinks. They're like, here are the thing. Like, red, if they would have launched red say, and green, I it would have been bad. I have to say, this is a very US-centric perspective you're taking right now. Yes. No, this is a very US-centric <laughs> perspective. I think, it's, I think you can't ignore the success of Pokemon in the US economy being the largest economy in, in the world, at least at that time. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Like that—that—that that, that is where it. all the big dough came in from. I understand it's probably different for you, but I—I I yes. think it's just like this. I think it was just this wonderful marketing storm. It was—it was a perfect storm of marketing, as you say, because it just—I don't know. I, I think the anime came out a little bit earlier than the games here too, or vice versa. It was pretty concurrent, and yeah. And the thing is. It was all of a sudden, everything was Pokemon. It happened like in 1999 in the US and in 2000 in Italy. Mm-hmm. And everything was Pokemon. Like suddenly you couldn't go to the supermarket without everything being Pokemon. Like snacks. They were Pokemon snacks. They had little Pokemon thingies inside the box. And then, you know, Pokemon cereal, Pokemon cards, Pokemon toys, Pokemon keychains, uh, everything was Pokemon. And it just, you could not take a step without, like, stumbling onto a Pokemon thing. I I think back to that time as well, and, like, people were just like, oh, it's going to be a fad. It's just a fad. It's going to blow through. And, like, here we are now, 22 years later. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I remember that very, very much so being a kid and, like, being told, oh, it's just going to be a fad. It's going to blow over. It just had such momentum that it's just never going to disappear. Yeah. I have to say that I'm I'm very glad because uh, this is certainly not true for you guys. But for me, Pokemon was a very lonely experience. I believe that. It's probably a lot different for you. Yeah. I was the only person I knew who played. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking up stuff on my <laughs> 56K connection. Yeah. team rocket pictures and stuff and reading about these amazing games they had in japan Mm -hmm. like pokemon crystal what is that i remember that i I used to get into i was like like i was the pokemon kid for like the longest well i mean obviously i guess forever but 
There was there was no Pokemon kid in high school in nine in, in, no, in the wasn't. year two thousand. There was just the there is loser who <laughs> also played Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> on top of all the other things, you know. Pokemon anime launched September seventh, nineteen ninety eight in the US and then yeah, the game came out September twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Anime had like three week head start. I they don't have it, Italian dates on oh Europe. It was probably just Europe. Um the game came out. Wow, you got the game like a year after we did. Uh, October fifth, nineteen ninety-nine. Okay, the anime came out January tenth, two thousand. So the game had like three months on the anime. I forget that there used to be a lag, like a giant lag at that too. Yeah, yeah, there was a ton of work going into. Yeah, that. well, because this was the first time. Uh, I think we talked about it last week. It was the first time mm-hmm. they had like Italian translators on a Nintendo game in general. Yeah, and stuff like that. It was. Uh, it was I, I didn't service. know that until you pointed it out last week. Yeah, because I just never cared about. I couldn't have a, a Game Boy when I was uh, a little kid. It was yeah. a bit too expensive for my family. Mm-hmm. And then when I was a teenager, we could actually afford one. So when yeah. I was like, okay, this anime is really cool. I I want Jesse and James in my life in every. Yeah. <laughs> Get me Pokemon Yellow and a Game Boy. Was that your first one? Please. Was it Pokemon Yellow? No, because it hadn't come out in Italy yet. I was going to say. It came out in like July of that year. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to a, a honest to God toy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got a, a green Game Boy Color and Pokemon Red because that was all they had. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I hope. I know that Jesse and James are not in this one, but it's still pretty cool. Let's play it. Yeah. And it was, it was really, really cool. Okay, so Linian, <laughs> you're, you're the baby. I, I am the baby. Um, Where did you I grew start? up in a world that didn't really not know Pokemon. Like, for me, it was yeah. always a thing. Yeah, yeah. When I was a really little kid, like, we're talking three-ish, maybe around there, um, my mom found that the easiest way to get me to, like, do chores and, you know, be a kid was to reward me with Pokemon cards because I liked the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good reason. Did, who played with Pokemon cards when they were a kid? Come on. Uh, you just looked at it because they were pretty. Yeah, so she got me packs of cards, and I kept bothering her to read them. Uh, <laughs> like, when, and one day she was she was doing something. Um, I'm pretty sure she was like washing dishes or something where she just couldn't turn away for a second. I said, "What does this one say?" And she's like, "Figure it out." <laughs> so I did. I I sat down. I pulled out a Rhyhorn from Jungle. Uh, Snag uh. actually sent me one of those cards, and I have it framed in my room. And I sat down and tried to brute force uh, the concept of reading because I knew the Pokemon's name and I was trying to sound out the letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games came. I got games when I was old enough to read. I was about five or so. I got Sapphire. What was the first one? Okay, there we it go. Was Sapphire. It. That makes sense. That sounds it was about the, right. It was the first video game I had ever owned. And I was so excited. I think I really got into Pokemon because it was something that boys my age liked and my mom went to stores and was like okay these are popular they're they're innocent they're not particularly bloody or weird or anything so it's like yeah no this is this is something and it was it was kind of handed to me in a way yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and um i i really liked it and i i it was always something that i understood that most people would at least know of there was never this oh it's that a uh, new thing it, it always had existed mm-hmm and it, it was it was weird. Uh, people who didn't know anything about video games knew what Pokemon was. 
like among kids. That was like when it started to hit, like that's when it hit its like downslope. Yeah. I think the low point of Pokemon was, was gen three, like low in quotes, <laughs> but because like a low point in Pokemon still 16 million in sales. Exactly. Yeah. I was about to say only 50 million copies. Sold. We only sold 16 million <laughs> copies. Well, darn. We'll uh, have I to went... try harder next time. <laughs> I, I went back and I must have been maybe like nine or ten when I went and played Sapphire, not Sapphire, bad, 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 the silver. Yeah. And um, I was so disappointed that abilities didn't exist. Um, uh modern pokemon is way better than old pokemon <laughs> it is like in so many ways it's really hard to go back like i have the virtual console games and i have them i think i think that's where we leave it like i'll i'll i will uh gr- like just grind through crystal to get the celebi <laughs> it's weird i don't i don't actually have this problem i'm i'm playing my red nuzlocke right now and i'm just like oh, okay now we're in this mindset I'll just settle in. Yeah, it's very, very slow, but it's very I, slow. I, I'm not trying to rush through it, so it's fine. Um, if it wasn't as slow, they do speed it up a lot in Gen Two. Gen Two is much faster. Gen One is very slow. At least your walking speed's not bad. <sighs> yeah, it's not bad, but some moves are just like when you use like rock slide or acid. Yes. Like the yes. animation and the sound just goes on for like five seconds, and you're like, "Is this yep. really necessary?" <laughs> yeah, this is acid. This isn't. This isn't even sludge bomb. <laughs> no, it's acid and go. Yeah, it, they just take forever. Gen two cleaned up a lot. Like Gen two, I totally understand them being like, this is like the penultimate Pokemon game at the time. This is like how we imagined it, and like they're almost right. I think abilities and everything are fantastic. I think the physical special split is by far the best part because it made a lot of Pokemon good. Fun fact: uh, when I remember when Gen four came out because I was just a silly little kid. I was yeah. reading on Cerebi, and it's like, yeah, now moves are split if they deal based off your physical attack, if they make contact, or your special attack, if they use elements. And I remember being very embarrassed as a big Pokemon fan going, that wasn't the case. <laughs> it, was, it was all type. What? Why is Leaf Blade special? This is dumb. <laughs> Gen 4 is like when I got into competitive... And that was uh, like the fledgling leaders of competitive because honestly, I mean, that's probably the reason why Puckle exists too, by the way, is because like Gen 4 came out and they're like, you can use the internet. <sighs> and like, that was stupid cool. I think that's probably like the biggest, like the biggest thing that happened in my life through Pokemon was Gen 4 connecting to the internet. <laughs> I was 10. I didn't care. Uh- <laughs> You didn't care. I cared because it was just like because before I was like stuck in my living room battling like the same three friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we we'd pull out the GameCube and we're like we'd hook up Pokemon Coliseum or XD and then like we'd battle we'd battle each other. You know, for hours, right? We'd come up with new teams and battle each other. I still miss like having the Game Boy like hooked up to the hooked up to the GameCube. Be fair, <laughs> Battle Revolution way cooler. Battle Revolution was great. Battle Revolution's a bad game, but it's really cool for battling each other on. Battle Revolution let you ch- uh, customize the phrases that uh, yes. you could say when you sent the Pokemon out, and that needs to come back. Forget it. Let you do, it lets you do a lot of crazy stuff. It was um, I I really liked Pokemon Battle Revolution uh, in terms of like like I, I think it's better now that we can battle like straight onto the TV with Sword and Shield. I mean that's that's better than what we had, which was nothing in Gen Six and Seven. Man, what would I give just to have like a really cool stadium simulator? <laughs> 
Like I'd still I'd still pay for it. Pokemon Snap 2 came out. I can dream. Yeah. <laughs> I can dream. I want I want to drop a little nugget here. Hey guys, do you know when the first time was that I had an in-person Pokemon battle? No. PocoCon. I believe it. I believe yeah. it actually because like <laughs> especially like if you where you were in your age like in your age bracket yeah. like it's not your fault it's everybody else for being dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think it's a cool experience. There are actually like two or three friends I have that were born the same year that I mm-hmm. was and they actually like Pokémon. They played Pokémon. I just didn't know them at the time. Yeah. So I guess it was yeah. my high school that sucked. Well, I mean, it's it, it's honestly like a really like I would say at that point it was probably like semi niche like in your age group because when I was in mm. high school it wasn't cool to like Pokemon right like it wasn't cool for me at least like around Gen four time they found out that like, I was doing a podcast and stuff in school and they they they'd, like razz me about it all the time yeah I bet somebody somebody tried to call me Thatch at high school once my my response was joke on you you listened to it. <laughs> they were trying to make fun of what me a, by like, what a good high school burn you know <laughs> jokes on you you listened to it that was back when we were getting like 25 downloads like <laughs> you were one of yeah. those <laughs> you were one of those uh, amazing yeah i think this is a good place to stop this is a fun conversation i hope you had fun i i want to hear how everybody else got into pokemon that's gonna be the mailbag question this week how did mm, you get into nice. pokemon yeah because it's just i mean it's fun just telling your story right I, I like it all right so we are gonna kick it on over to uh well we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna kick it on over to the pokemon of the episode we will catch you on the flip-flop <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 80, Slowbro, the Hermit Crab Pokemon. And the Pokedex entries for Galarian Slowbro are both absolutely fire, so I'm going to read them both. The one in Sword says, A shelter bite set off a chemical reaction with the spices inside Slowbro's body, causing Slowbro to become a poison-type Pokemon. And the shield one, hold on to your horses, says... If this Pokemon squeezes the tongue of the shelter biting it, the shelter will launch a toxic liquid from the tip of its shell. I hate that. I hate Isn't that a lot. That just <laughs> cursed. <laughs> it's it's not that the shelter's biting its hand, it's that it, it's it's got its hand around its tongue. Exactly. That is I hate that. <laughs> Slowbro, you're no longer my favorite. No, go away. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. All right, so we're talking about Galarian Slowbro today. I don't know if he's the better Slowbro, but he's a Slowbro, let me tell you. He's not. He's a fun Slowbro. He's yes. fun. Um, He's fun. He's got a base 100 attack, base 100 special attack. I like the way they shifted his move his uh, his move pool around compared to how they do other Galarians typically, or like regionals. Because like they shifted it, like base Slowbro has, um, has uh, 75 attack. Now he has a hundred because they took it out of his. Uh, they took some out of his defense, and mm-hmm. they took a little bit out of his special defense too. I like it. It's cool. They made him a bit more offensive. It's really fun. Go party with Slowbro, you know. Andy's poison psychic, which is like a unique typing. Yeah, and it's almost a good one. So today we have a VGC team with Galarian Slowbro. I'm sure it's good. Um. <laughs> I, I've played like a couple of matches on it randomly. Um, I I haven't lost with it yet, but I'm not very high on the VGC ladder on Showdown. 
I, I play more VGC on cart and I didn't put the team onto the cart this week. So I just, I just played with it on showdown a little bit before we did it just to get a feel for it and see if there's anything like really weird, but I will let you guys, uh, I'll let, I'll let Linian start with the slow bro. The slow bro, it's got a twisted spoon because this is VGC and good items are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've got 252 HP. We've got 252 special attack, four speed, quiet nature, mit to minimize your speed, maximum your special attack. Zero speed IVs. Uh, this team isn't totally hard trick room, but it has the mode. Despite that, it has quick draw because why not? Just cheat out, go fast, hit things. It should probably not have quick draw. <laughs> it should probably be own tempo, but it's fine. Quick draw is fine. fine. We've got expanding force uh, for your psychic stab. It'll There's something that sets terrain, so, you know, that'll be mm-hmm. fun. It hits both enemies in a, in a double. And with the Twisted Spoon, that's going to hurt. We've got Shell Sidearm, a move that has so many weird finagly bits, it's hard to explain, other than right now it's a psychic, uh, no, it's, like, it's a special poison type move. Sometimes. Uh, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it does, it maximizes its damage output, which is nice, I guess. Like, Yeah. Bulldoze uh, to, to trigger a weakness policy. Uh, I guess speed control on a trick room team. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, and lastly, we've got trick room itself. So Slowbro is your only trick room setter on this team if you want to go trick room. If Well, the team's not all about trick room. Yeah, right? exactly. That's why I said if you want to yeah. go trick room, you use that Slowbro. Yeah, so it's okay. If, if you don't want to go trick room, uh, you have Urshifu with the expert belt. It's it has good. unseen fist because of course <laughs> it does. Yes. <laughs> 4 HP, 252 attack, 252 speed. This doesn't say if it's Gigantamax, but, you know, make it Gigantamax. You want to smash that max guard. Uh, yeah. Just like you should smash that like button and the bell to get notifications for Puckle's uh, YouTube. Yeah, we- where th- you'll be able to watch P. McGee and, uh, and uh, Claude play this team. Yeah, use this team. Later this week. We've got- Papa. We've got Wicked Blow. Because, of course, we've got Wicked Blow. It's a broken move. We've got Close Combat, because it's Close Combat. We've got Aerial Ace, purely for Max Airstream. And we've got Protect, because, you know, it still doubles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if you don't want to go Trick Room, there's an Alakazam holding a Life Orb with the Ability Magic card. It's got Max Special Attack and Max Speed, of course. Uh, it's got a Timid Nature. This thing just wants to outspeed you and kill you before you can kill it. Mm-hmm. It's got Expanding Force, Dazzling Gleam, because Dark Types, Focus Blast, because Dark Types, but sometimes you just want to hit one, maybe, uh, <laughs> and also Steel Types, <laughs> and Protect, because it's doubles. And all of these users of Expanding Force are relying either on someone Dynamaxing and setting up Psychic Terrain with a Max Mindstorm. I got that one. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) That is the correct one. I used it last night. I should remember. Or they are relying on female Indeedy. It's holding a psychic seed. It obviously has psychic surge. It has max HP, max defense, a relaxed nature with zero speed IVs because one, she is here for the trick room if you want to go trick room. And B, in case there's someone who has a similar speed to Indeedee, you want your speed to be lower so your terrain wins if you both hit the field at the same time. We're thinking mostly of Rillaboom. 
She is also carrying Exploding Force, and she also has Follow Me, Helping Hand, and Reflect. All of that's really nice. Yes. Very, very nice. Every once in a while, you need you need Urshifu to, like, need that. It needs that helping hand. <laughs> <laughs> it needs that helping hand. Or you just start spamming Expanding Force. Your choice. It's whatever. Exactly. Like, if you don't have a dark type in front of you, just helping hand mm-hmm. Yalakazam and something... Just goes bye bye. Even then, even then, if there's a dark type that's like in the back on your opponent's team or something, like say they have an Incineroar maybe in the back, you just you just have two expanding force users and you use expanding force on the opposite one. Yeah. That way, if it gets switched in, it's just like that's fine. One of these is gonna hit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, it's great. I I love I love that move. It's it's so stupid. Uh, I love that they added in moves that were specifically just to do stupid things. <laughs> Like that that is like the twenty moves they added were just like they're all gonna be stupid. Yeah. Uh, I would like to just little uh, fair warning. Reflect is wonderful for not dying to physical attackers. Crits ignore it. Yes. Yeah. will still crush you. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. So Tyranitar is on this team as well, um, because it's a Tyranitar and you just want good Pokemon and you don't want expanding force spam to happen to you. Mm, <laughs> fair. So it's holding weakness policy, which is really cool, and it actually uh, goes with the Slowbro if you want to use Bulldoze to activate the weakness policy. 252 HP, 252 attack, 4 special defense, uh, Rock Slide, because Rock Slide's good, Superpower, Protect, and Lash Out. I don't actually remember what Lash Out does. I never used Doubles it. Doubles damage if you've had your stats lower than the previous There time. we go. Okay. It's Works to even. punish Intimidate. Yep. Catch you later. Uh, well, I guess not Incineroar, but it will... Uh, it's it's crazy. It it'll its base power goes to one fifty if it if its stats were lowered. That's good. Yeah, wow. I like that. Intimidate. So basically, what happens is you get intimidated, and uh, it's yep. not so much Incineroar pays for it, so much as whoever trusted Incineroar pays yes. for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, but also, weakness policy is great too because people tr- trigger that all the time. Tyranitar taking damage, taking super effective damage, is a very standard thing. Yeah. And because in the, you have a trick room mode and they're just like well we're gonna have a trick room mode and we're not really ready for it with alakazam (laughs) (laughs) what should what should we do with that and the answer is why not torkoal and uh so i i honestly think this torkoal is only here for trick room mode i don't think it's here for any other reason it is it is trick room torkoal because it is uh zero attack it's not min speed um but it is still not invested speed 252 hp 252 special attack Four special defense, modest, zero IVs in attack if you want. Um, it obviously has drought, and it's got eruption, heat wave, solar beam, and protect. It's literally just there to be a fire type if you're really scared <laughs> of things that fire types are scared or are weak to. So, Torkoal, Torkoal's the odd man out on this team. Torkoal's so, such the odd man out on this team. He doesn't belong. <laughs> he just doesn't. Just put slap another expanding force user here. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Clawitzer. Get Clawitzer with Terrain Pulse. There we go. Ooh. There we go. That gets boosted by Mega Launcher. There's your trivia for the day. We just did it. All right. But yes, that is it. If you want to watch this team, you can go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast later this week to watch P. McGee and Claude try it out on the ladder. Um, you can also, of course, uh, use this team on the Discord server. Before that, though, we are going to kick it on over to uh, the mailbag. Your emails. Mail! 
And welcome to the mailbag. Our mailbag is the segment where you can send an email to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com following that week's prompt. And we will probably read it. Uh, last week's prompt was, I forget. I completely forget <laughs> what last week's prompt was. Scott, you were there. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was what was something you thought about Pokemon that turned out to be wrong. Yes, that turned out to be wrong. As always, though, this segment is brought to you by the energy drink Green Taurus, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And uh, we'll give the Green Taurus badge if that remembers, and he probably will because Whimsicott and Linian will say, well, Whimsicott will at least say something. Yeah, you can say it. I'm the nagging one. I I own it. She'll say it. (laughs) Yeah, somebody's getting the Green Taurus badge this time. All right, so our first one is going to be from Breeder Jesse this week. Hey, Puckle Crew, this is a combo of this week's topic and last week's as well. So I started playing Pokemon back with Crystal and then Fire Red, but I didn't get another Pokemon game until Sun. Wow, that is a very long time. The topic I learned about too late was breeding. During Crystal and Fire Red, I would see an egg and go, you are worthless to me, and then place them in the eternal home of a box. <laughs> <laughs> then came Sun. I understood that there was a competitive scene because of friends in college, but never understood how it worked. I finally asked them. The deal behind it was they showed me breeding and tried to explain it. Not very well, but enough. I found my true joy of Pokemon after looking into breeding. I dove deep into understanding breeding. IVs, EVs, egg moves, all of it. Fun fact, if you want spikes on Chestnut, you'll, you need Cloyster, Ammonite, and Delibird. Oh, buddy. You oh, weren't buddy. there for Gen 6. Wide Guard, Aegislash. You had to go through like six Pokemon. It was gross. <laughs> that chain was long. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they fun. fixed it because I think they made Wide Guard a move tutor in uh, Gen 7. At this point, with my group of friends, if they need a competitive Pokemon, they ask me first to breed it and build it for them. Mention his shiny chestnut. You, you skipped the line. I am proud of my shiny chestnut after 1,500 eggs. That is 1,500 a eggs, eggs deserves a mention. Yeah. <laughs> my first real competitive bout was during UUTC 2020, and I surprised a few people with my rain team Healy list. I caught Whimsicott off guard with it. Did that happen? Hit Can it. you confirm? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> Rain? <laughs> I am not the greatest battler, but I know that breeding is super fun for me. Thanks again, Breeder Jesse. I really like his little icon picture, too. It's like a yeah. cute Pokemon egg. With his initials on it, B and Dre. That's on brand. Super that's, cool. That's super on brand. <laughs> I like that one. Thank you for that, Jesse. Uh, I, I guess this week we get a returning, uh, returning emailer, Bionic Why Not. Mm-hmm. He says... Hey, Puckle people, Bionic Why Not writing in once more from sunny Florida to tell you about something I learned about way too late in my Pokemon career. I like that it's in quotes. Careers in quotes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what? It's not in quotes. We're all in this together, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Before I get started, I would like to say two things. First, remember the green Taurus badge. Hooves! I would like to point out that Thank this is you. too this is too early to remind me. Exactly. Um, I give out the badges after we read. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's trying. There's no like he can't have you read his email after you're done reading emails. That's true. That's true. Okay, so if you did, good. If not, you probably just did it. Second, be prepared for the possible most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. I was an idiot. Oh, I, I, I think I'm going to I'm excited. This. All right, here we go. What I learned way too late is that Pokemon can use moves that aren't their type. Wow. What? Yeah, this I, is a fun email. I've read this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Horrible. 
But for about a month and a half, I thought that it wasn't true. I mean, a month and a half, that's not that bad, man. How does Squirtle use tackle? But it makes sense. Just listen to what he says. I had a pincer with the move guillotine. I used it and it failed. So I assumed that, hey, maybe it just doesn't work and left it at that. I never used a Pokemon move that wasn't of its type. Eevee with Sand Attack? Nope. Venusaur with Earthquake? Nope. Granted, I was like eight, but for some reason in my little head, it made sense. Until I was ice-beamed by a Milotic. And then I realized, huh, I am an idiot. Ever since I realized I was a very bad Pokemon trainer back in the day. But anyways, as much as I love talking about how dumb I am, I've got to go. So here I am, Bionic Vinod, blasting off again. <laughs> this was so great. <laughs> that was great. I love these little stories because, again, yeah. not having ever been a kid while playing Pokemon, I never had like my tiny child brain make up something <laughs> as absurd as this, and I miss it. I wish I had. I bet my brain would have come up with some really stupid crap. There was a lot of like playground stuff back then. That was the big thing. That's what you missed out exactly, on. You missed out, you missed out on the playground rumors. Like the the truck and the Mew thing was like yeah. the, the big one. Like that's obviously the big one everybody talks about. I mean, I was okay with it because I never did it myself because I'm just like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> because you'd have to like trade a Pokemon over that new cut and all this other stuff. It was just a headache to do. To be fair, I did at some point gained the conviction that everyone had that if you press a certain combination of button on your Game Boy while you were trying mm -hmm. to catch a Pokemon at the right time, it would help you catch it. Like, even I had that. I don't know where I picked it up. I still mash B. Yeah, I still to this day pull the control stick down and hold B. I think it was down B or down A for me, yes. There's no reason to. I just do it. The, the other ones that were really big were like the Poke Gods. That was a thing for a little bit. Apparently, I'm literally just quoting Dr. Lava videos now. Well, I guess it was on Did You Know Gaming. He did a Did You Know Gaming recently. There is apparently like a huge one in Germany that was only in Germany because of the way they translated Abracadabra and Alakazam. And so like they do Abracadabra Alakazam in German. They do a straight translation. But in German, there's another name that comes after that. Oh. It's Bim. These kids are going around. There's a Poke God named Bim. That's the evolution of Alakazam. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Huh? And so, like, that was, like, the biggest one. I mean, that's how most of them started. It was like, oh, you can evolve your Pokemon, like, one more time mm -hmm. if you beat the Elite Four a hundred times in a row or something like that. I, the Poke Gods thing was, was thoroughly debunked by the time I was a kid. But the thing is, uh, myths only change. They are not destroyed. Yes. Uh, I remember lying through my teeth uh, right when Ruby and Sapphire came out, uh, lying to other children, saying that Deoxys had other forms, and they didn't believe me. I said, nope, in another game, there's going to be a speed form. <laughs> I managed to be right. <laughs> what? That's so <laughs> So basically, little five-year-old Lenian is a is either a, You're a really a lucky pathogenic liar or psychic. You're a prophet. <laughs> so like with growing up with Pokemon, right? One of the things that I remember doing, it was like a short stint that Pokemon had for like seven or five years or so in its existence, was they would do the, uh, you have to go to GameStop or Toys R Us or whatever to like go download a Pokemon. They had, like, the distributions at those places. And I remember um, that started happening because, like, I was I was the demographic, right? I was the opening demographic. And that was also around the time that I was able to drive. <laughs> I remember I remember several times, like, me and uh, Sycamore, specifically, we would go and we would drive to, like, a GameStop and we'd go, like, we'd, like, go sneak in and, like, go download. We did it for Darkrai. There was a Deoxys giveaway. That's why I thought about it. And I remember there being a Deoxys giveaway. They did it, like, once every couple months, though. It was crazy. Mm-mm. 
It was just like random stuff. Um, there was a Jirachi giveaway at one point. I have a lot of these distribution cards now, too. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot of them. I don't know why. I don't know what we're going to do with them. It'd be something cool to do at like a, at like a PuckleCon or something. Yeah. If there ever is one again. But it'd be really cool to do that. Um, like, hey, yeah, you can download the Celebi for Heart Gold. Get the event. I could do that for the playthrough we're going to do. Um, this one's from Hitmonlee MC. Uh, hello, Thatch, Galarian Thatch, and Lowland Thatch. This is That's my possibly more perfect than this person realizes. <laughs> yes, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whimsicott is now exclusively uh, Galarian Thatch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're a Lowland Thatch. <laughs> After listening to your latest podcast, as I do every Monday morning, I went home and started watching your Black 2 Nuzlocke, and I learned something new about Pokemon from Thatch himself. You taught me that fainting does not, in fact, lower friendship as I, as many others, previously misconceived. What? What? No, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it drops it by one. It's just like a minuscule amount that doesn't matter. Yeah, it does drop it, though. No. Do I have to pull up the Cerebi page? I'm looking it up. No, You keep going. You keep going. I'll believe you. (laughs) I need to see this myself. Live on air, we are, uh... <laughs> yeah. Whimsicott is not a flying type. Chapter two. Wow. No, if it's one point, who cares? Yeah, if it's one point, it doesn't matter, unless you sack your Pokemon against something much stronger, and then it's a bigger penalty. I might have been thinking of a different, uh, different, yeah. Okay, there it is, yeah. If fainting, uh, well, that's Gen 5. Uh, so in Gen 5 in the game, or no, that's Gen 3, never mind. Uh, in Generation 5, fainting can drop it uh, by minus 5 or minus 10 if the opponent yep, is at you... least 30 levels higher. Yeah, so if you send out your HM slave, they're coded to hate you more. Wow. Uh, wow, it does. I didn't realize that. I'm a dummy. Cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought it was such a coincidence that I felt I should write in. I'm glad you did. This was powerful. Wow, so I, that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that happens like pretty much never to enjoy it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's just uh, wrong. Cool. So to continue his email, because the rest of it's still interesting, I'm playing along with your Nuzlocke as I watch with my own unique challenge. Sweet. I only face gym leaders with a Pokemon of their gym type. Mm. That's a fun way to play. It's like Marilyn Monroe losing the Marilyn Marilyn Monroe lookalike contest. That's that's what this feels like. My final team. No, this is this is like the thing in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. No, I am the ultimate Psyduck master. (laughs) Oh my gosh, those were dumb. Sigma did all of them. Yes, he did. I respect him immensely. Yes. My final team will consist of the four Elite Four member types, as long as well as trying to match. One type to each of Iris's Pokemon. Thank goodness for dual types. My question for you is, do you guys play with any fun challenges other than the Nuzlocke or Whimsilocke? Thanks for all the hard work. Hitmonlee MC. No, well, I'm vanilla. Uh, I guess being a gym leader is kind of a challenge like that. That's different, though, because like that's not playing through the game. I do like the gym leader in Summer League, though. Well, maybe not this year as much as in the past years. Like I, I have to say, like team building in this year was like, because we're doing 3v3 singles, we're doing ba- Battle Stadium instead of OU for reference for everybody who hasn't played in previous summer leagues. But uh, in OU, you're playing 6v6, and like that's a. I like building teams for that meta more than I like building teams for BSS. Same. Shoot me, like we we had a slight change into the rules for our team building, but um, those are always just fun little challenges. But in terms of playing the game, I'm vanilla. Like you do Nuzlocke. I do another thing is that sometimes I will do a not fully evolved challenge. Mm. So if 
my Pokemon have more than one stage of evolution, they can never reach the last one. Mm, that sucks. Um, yeah, a lot. Closest thing would be I like the first time a game comes out, like the first playthrough, I don't use anything that I couldn't that I could get in a previous game. Oh yeah, same. But other yeah. than that, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't play a Pokemon for difficulty, so I don't do difficult runs. No. I play it because I want to zone out and click the super effective button. Like, I need I need the extra <laughs> narrative if I'm replaying a game that I'm just too familiar with. Yeah. I, if I'm going through Kanto for, like, the 7 billionth time, I'm going to do a look. <laughs> please no more Kanto. I, I didn't even play Red and Blue, and please no Kanto. <laughs> please no more Kanto. Like, I'm just, I'm tired of Kanto. I'm so tired, Game Freak. Please stop. <laughs> and then TPCI goes, but Gen 1, my friend. Everybody loves Gen 1. Hey, it's 4 p.m. Time for your new Gen 1 Pokemon. <laughs> yes, honey. I mean, they're not wrong. That's the sad part, right? Like, they're not wrong. <laughs> Gen 1 sells, hence Charizard number 4, and inevitably Charizard number 5. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm just more hurt by the fact that Charizard was the only one that was led into Sword and Shield. I'm very hurt by That's that. Right? No, first, no, I mean, it says at first. It's a, I, I like, sure, at first, but, like, it's still stupid. It's still stupid that I had to wait until DLC to get Gigantamax versions of Venusaur and Blastoise. Yeah. That's stupid. That shouldn't have happened. It was already like, oh, he gets two Megas, and then... Ugh. I'm just surprised that we that Isle of Armor didn't give us Delta Mega Charizard or whatever. I mean, we're already <laughs> kind of getting Charizard 5 in the in the form of, like, Reggie Drago. Reggie Drago, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie Drago. Reggie Drago is going to be, is just Charizard number five. That's fine. Reggie Drago is my favorite Harry Potter OC. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. But yes, I think that, did we finish that email? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. We need to give out the Green Taurus badge. I haven't moved on yet. Green Taurus badge. It's either got to be Bionic Why Not or uh, Breeder Jesse. I think it's got to be Bi- Bionic Why Not. I'm feeling, I'm feeling yeah. that. Bionic Why Not. You get it. We based this off of arbitrary feelings. There you go. Come to the Discord server and grab your green Taurus badge. All right. But if you want to email us next week, you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, letting us know how you got into Pokemon. What was your first Pokemon game? How'd you get into it? Let us know. And then if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, one, just join Discord. We're all almost always there. It's a great party. It's like a party all of the time, except for like the hours between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. Eastern. That's, so that's kind of like the lull. But otherwise, it's a party. And then you can come and hang out with us and, and talk Pokemon, just hang out, battle Pokemon, do whatever you want to do. If you want to get more news and talk to us a little bit more on social media, you can do so over on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and what's the other one? Facebook. That one. I yeah. hate Facebook. You can always uh, help support the show by, one, checking us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash podcast, watching cool battle videos or the fire red nuzlocke we're doing with everybody. We're almost done. I think we're going to be able to wrap that up here near the end of the month. So watch out for that. And then we'll probably start Soul Silver slash Heart Gold. One of those two. We haven't decided yet. We'll have to have the community decide. And then we'll probably go over to Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast because we screwed up the royal we <laughs> uh, so it's the fuckle podcast where you can watch a stream live on thursdays right now i'm doing uh the uh raid night slash gym battles i'm gonna start picking up tuesdays as well to start doing a nuzlocke to run alongside of the uh the nuzlocke on uh on youtube and then you can also check out draft league content over there as well they, they're doing a stream on sunday mornings that you can check out and i think that's usually it if you want to support the show monetarily a couple ways to do that one you could just go listen to puckle plus that doesn't help us monetarily but i forgot about that part <laughs> 
we just put out like if you like pokey quiz we took uh sigma has been doing this he's been pulling out all of the old pokey quiz segments from the other shows and he started compiling them so every month you'll start getting four pokey quiz segments piled together if you want more quiz action and you don't want to go sift through it yourself you can of course support us financially in a couple different ways first being twitch you can go drop a twitch prime subscription over there you can go to our t public store buy a t-shirt you can go to Vite Ramen and use code Puckle at checkout for 10% off. Or you can just go to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, support us over there, and get uh, all of the cool rewards that we do over there. That's everything. And so here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I have been Trainer Thatch. I am the fluffiest and oldest Lunsicus. And I'm Baby Linian. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.